On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I had the pleasure of talking to John Tucker from Helpflow.net. Oh man, what an awesome conversation him and I had all around predicting abandons from your website. So not just people abandoning your cart, but actually just leaving the website and how live chat can really help with that. So John uh, from Helpflow, uh, they are actually our October sponsor this month, and it was really, really fun to actually get to talk about you know how we can actually implement this ourselves without a service like Helpflow or use somebody like help flow um, to actually get this implemented 24 7 on your website with live chat agents it was really an amazing conversation stay tuned great guy great service and just some amazing tips At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially, predictably, and consistently. So download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash SLC so you can stop having sales that bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially. Today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is brought to you by Helpflow.com. Helpflow runs 24-7 live chat teams for over 100 e-commerce stores. This means that their team of human agents can be live on your site 24-7 answering visitor questions. Not only do they drive tons of conversions by predicting and saving abandoned carts before they happen, but they also conversationally upsell and cross-sell in a natural way. They also have a great way to learn the ins and outs of your e-commerce store. They've worked with everyone from medical device manufacturers, industrial parts, and fashion brands. Their onboarding process is bulletproof. Even if you don't end up working with Helpflow, you'll get tons of value by going through their abandoned audit strategy call process. They'll analyze precisely what causes people to abandon your site and recommend ways to save those sales with live chat. As well, they'll tweak your abandoned cart email campaign. Worst case scenario, you get some powerful ideas that you can implement based on what they find in their abandoned audit. You can learn more and book the strategy call directly at helpflow.com and tell them that Jordan West sent you. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today, I am joined by none other than John Tucker from Helpflow. John, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thanks, Jordan. Super, super excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, it's great. We've we've had some technical difficulties before we started, but we are going to get to this. Uh, I'm really looking forward to chatting with you. You guys are actually uh, the sponsor this month, so thanks so much. Uh, and I'm just really looking forward to hearing from you. Awesome. Yeah, we're excited to dig in. I've been uh, been going through some of the episodes that you guys have, and I think we'll be able to speak at the level of the audience and, and uh, provide some really tactical stuff. So really excited to dig in. Absolutely. One really cool thing about the audience uh, here for Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is it's a lot of people who aren't just starting out. We really appreciate that we are talking to experienced e-com store owners, and just it means a lot to us. So it's really, really cool um, to have you guys. And uh, again, uh, you know, I ask every single episode, but if you guys find a lot of value, 
value in this. If you guys could share this with your friends, your other, you know, business associates, uh, other e-com store owners, that would be absolutely amazing. So John, let's get started. For people who know nothing about you or Helpflow, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So, so helpflow.com, we provide 24 seven live chat teams uh, to over a hundred e-commerce stores. What that means is uh, it's our team of agents, humans, right? Actually chatting uh, on our customer sites uh, and answering visitors questions. And so, um, you know, that's the core of what we do. We've, we've been doing it for uh, over five years, millions of chats, over a hundred million dollars in revenue driven through chat and just, uh, just learned a lot through the process. And so um, we basically run live chat teams for a lot of e-commerce stores. Uh, that, that, that's our thing. John, I, I've, I've got some questions right off the bat here. So you say that you've driven $100 million of revenue. How do you know that that was revenue that wasn't going to come in to start? Because, you know, we all know like attribution is kind of muddy. How, how do you guys know that? Good question. Good question. So that is tracked in analytics of basically people that chatted and then purchased. So from, from a tracking perspective, we're able to say, okay, we chatted with them and then they bought. So it's attributed to chat. But is it really because of chat, right? What I always tell clients, um, even in the sales process, we say, look, here's how many sales we think we can drive for you. You know, here's the break-even point of what we need to drive. Here's what we see as basically what we can drive. And the true attribution is gonna be somewhere in the middle. So there's gonna be people that chat with us and then they purchase that would have purchased anyway, for sure. What I always tell people is let's make sure the amount of sales is so far over the break-even point that you know it's gonna be profitable. Attribution is tough with with anything, but with chat, it's actually a little harder because it's not just, you know, did they chat and then buy? That's super easy to track. But what did they ask, right? So like, was that going to stop them from buying anyway? Yeah. How did the yeah. agent do actually answering the question, right? So there's so many layers to it. So it's actually way more complicated than other other channels. But that's how we attack it. We say, look, let's make sure we're driving a ton of revenue. And we know that uh, it's well over the profit point. It's not, we can't take credit for all of it though. Awesome. I'm going to have some more helpful uh, specific questions a little bit later. I feel like I just want to get into all of them right now. But right now, let's actually talk about the problem. So what we're really talking about here is that tons of people come to your website and like 98% of them, I mean, depending on what your conversion rate is, they leave, right? They just don't find what they're looking for. They don't find the answer. And what they're looking for is probably on your site, right? If they came to your site at first from a Facebook ad or whatever, they were interested in some sort of way. They didn't just accidentally click there, right? 98% of people don't accidentally come to your website, right? They're looking for something. So let's, let's talk about how we maximize checkout or the lack of checkout abandons, right? And, and what sort of like recovery efforts and tactics. Let, let's talk about some things that like maybe our listeners have never really heard of before. Yeah. The, so I said, you know, we provide 24 seven live chat teams, right? Which everyone knows what live chat is. Sometimes they don't realize you can hire a company to, to do it, but I always tell people uh, in, in you know e-commerce land, focus on live chat as a sales channel. Like, yes, you can do customer support through it, but focus on it as a sales channel and specifically a conversion driver when it comes to you know saving abandons. Like you mentioned, you know, 98% of people that come to the site don't end up buying, right? And if you go a little bit deeper, um, you know, depending on what site and traffic source and all this stuff, it's probably around you know, 75, 80% of checkouts that start that don't end up completing, right? So later in the funnel, you can use chat to really uh, connect with those people, you know, answer questions that are causing them to 
abandon and, and, and get them to buy. And so, you know, our, our whole focus is really to predict if somebody is going to abandon based on their patterns throughout the site, which we can dig into, engage with them through live chat a couple steps before they start to abandon. And then through that conversation, help them with whatever confusion they're having that that is ultimately going to cause them to abandon and, and, and just remove it. So we, we really focus on that predicting of abandons and engaging. And then even after they've abandoned, there's a number of things you can do with chat like further down. But how in the world do you predict if people are going to abandon or not? Like they're just clicking around a website. How, how do you actually predict that? So what we do is we look at all the analytics data that the brand has, right? So Google Analytics data specifically. And we basically build a model to say, okay, what are the steps that pe that people uh what are the steps that people that ultimately end up abandoning take, right? So how long are they on the site? What sections of the site are they going through? What's their scroll pattern on certain pages? Specifically, what's the pattern of what they do back and forth? Because one of the things we've noticed is people scroll up and down when they're confused. People go back and forth between two pages when they're confused. And so we look at those oh, patterns in analytics to say, okay, for all the people abandoning, like what's the profile? And it's, it's fairly consistent between sites, but obviously for each specific site, there are specific parts that matter. Once we build that model, then our system basically tracks what somebody's doing on the site. And if they start to turn into that model, basically, then we know, okay, this person's reasonably likely to abandon. Then we can trigger a chat invite to that person as they start to uh, look like they're going to abandon. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I've, I've got some questions here about all of that. So what does the like bubble look like? Like, like how does it come up so that people actually want to engage with it right there? Good question. So we make it fairly minimal. So you don't want it to be some giant thing. You also want it to be different on desktop compared to mobile. And we can customize it to, to, to fit with the brand for sure. But the key thing is you want to make it so that when the chat invite happens, when somebody says, hey, I want to let you know I'm online. Do you have any questions I can help with? It's a very low pressure greeting that works really well. On desktop, it'll pop up in the bottom right of the screen or left, depending on the site. And it'll have the question from the agent. On mobile, it pops out on the side of the screen. So it's just a little bit smaller, more minimal. But the key thing is it looks like it's the agent typing it. It's a very natural question. It doesn't say, hey, Jordan, we haven't seen you since Tuesday. Thanks for coming back. Like you could do some yeah. crazy stuff with uh, personalization, but you want to make it low pressure, informal and perfect timing. That's the key part. And then uh, don't put them through a pre-chat form or anything like that. Like don't put them through marketing stuff. Just focus on being there to help them and answer that question. Be there at that perfect time. Then you get them into a conversation. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Let's talk about using the mix afterwards. Like, so I'd like to jump afterwards uh, because you guys also support on the SMS and email cart recovery side, right? So what does that look like? And how do you know what the perfect marketing mix is afterwards and where to exactly hit them? Yeah. So, so earlier we talked about like predict and save those abandons on the site, right? Then in the checkout process, you can have the chat and track what somebody's doing and engage there. And then once they leave and actually abandon, because not everybody's going to chat, there's a number of ways that you can really craft that entire checkout recovery process to maximize recovery. And so um, what you got to remember at, at a high level is like people abandon based on questions they have, right? There's something that held them back or there's something that confused them or there's some sort of objection. And so, you know, the typical sequence people do of, of reminders and discounts doesn't yeah. serve those questions, right? Totally. And so what we've seen work really, yeah, yeah. I have my team pull some data together. You know, what we've seen work really well is basically doing an SMS about 30 to 60 minutes after the abandon. So pretty close to when they abandon, getting an SMS uh, sent out. And in that SMS, 
focusing on, you know, hey, was there any questions that uh, that you had about the product, right? Not going straight to discount, not going like, hey, I wanted to let you know you forgot your you forgot to buy, right? Yeah. It's that spark up a conversation, right? So 30 to 60 minutes after, send a conversation starter SMS, you know, anywhere from four hours to eight hours after doing an email. So a typical Clavio sequence or OmniSend or whatever you're using, but getting that email out. And then in all of those, asking if there's questions they had that caused them not to buy. Ask them if there's something um, that, that was confusing on the site, right? You can do that in SMS, which is super natural, but then you can also do that in email by, I mean, obviously you can encourage somebody to reply, which some brands do that. We're biased towards chat, obviously. And so what we have clients do is we put chat as a call to action in those emails to say, hey, was there a quick question? Uh, was there something that held you back from buying? Click here to chat with our team. They're online now. They press that link. It goes goes to the site, the chat box is open and the orders there also, just like a normal, you know, cart recovery email. And so again, you're taking them from email into an actual conversation. And so really what you want to focus on is get that sequence white SMS pretty close to when they abandon email after don't lead with discounts and reminders because they didn't forget to buy your product and then spark up a conversation. Then, then it's just uh, sales 101. You're able to answer those questions and get them to buy. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually thinking about because as everybody knows, we own multiple brands and I'm I'm actually like I'm I'm actually wanting to ask you these questions because I think it's an incredibly unique service. We were actually just talking about this with one of our brands of like, hey guys, we got to have a live chat agent on at all times, right? Because we have so much traffic and our conversion rate is decent. But, and then I realized, oh, I'm talking to John. This, these are just awesome questions. So it's good timing. Why would I have a service like Helpflow answering those questions rather than my customer support people? Because isn't there tons of overlap? Yeah. So this is super common. In a perfect world, you do everything yourself, right? In-house. With that said, the challenge with live chat is, is if you do it poorly, and I'll explain what that means in a second, but if you do it poorly, it doesn't just not work. It will cause that conversion rate to go down. People that would have bought without chat will end up not buying and abandoning because the chat experience was poor. And the main reason for that uh, is, is a couple things. Number one, first response time. The first response time on chat matters a lot. You gotta have that within like eight to 10 seconds, eight to 12 seconds maximum, especially if you're using greetings. And so if you invite somebody to chat, like we talked about earlier, and the vast majority of your, your chats are gonna come from invites, you gotta respond within eight to 12 seconds. That's super hard to do if you don't have a uh, chat only team, right? Somebody that's only uh, doing chat. Um, typically you'll have your person that does email support do chat. So that's the crux of the problem is you should do it yourself but you should do it with a dedicated chat only team. Otherwise it's gonna hurt your conversion rate ultimately. So that's the hard part. You also need it to be 24 seven, ideally, that's not gonna hurt your conversion, but you'll miss opportunities obviously. Cause like 50% of your traffic and sales, somewhere around that 40 to 50%, depending on the brand are gonna come on nights and weekends. And so having chat there during that time is, is going to help. And so when you run all those numbers, it, it just doesn't work. And our plans, they all basically come out to $3 an hour per agent that you need based on your traffic and based on the chats that come in. So like, even if you're outsourcing it overseas, like it still doesn't make sense to do it economically yourself. So that's, I mean, clearly I'm biased, right? But the key oh, thing yeah, is yeah, if you course, get chat but... wrong, it hurts your sales. So you're better off just not doing it. Wow. Wow. I'm like, uh, cause I'm just, I'm, I'm running this all through our brands right now. And I'm like, this, it just kind of seems like a bit of a no brainer. Like I, I will, I'll get you to, to send me a salesperson at some point, I'm sure <laughs> to chat about this. Because... We, keep, we keep the sales process very, very consultative. We'll look at your numbers. We'll say, look, here's, here's what we can do. And it's, it's a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And for, you know, everyone who's listened to the last 200 episodes or whatever we're on right now, you guys know, like I'm not just because John is one of our sponsors. I'm really not putting this on. Uh, I genuinely, when sponsors, 
sponsors come in and they have a unique service. Like, you know, last month was gorgeous and we use gorgeous in all of our stores. It just makes sense, right? Like I'm very happy when it's a service that seems incredible. So can I ask you a question? And this wasn't one of the ones that we talked about before, but what is that mix though between customer service and the live chat agents? Because I imagine that somebody may come onto the site and the chat pops up and they actually have a customer service inquiry. Well, I actually ordered three, you know, yep. three weeks ago and I haven't gotten my order. How, how does that work, John? What does that look like? And where is that sort of dance between your team and our team? Yeah, so so we definitely get a lot of customer service questions. And so we'll get order tracking questions, we'll get return questions, um, we'll get all types of questions, especially because over time, as we're working with a brand, customer gets conditioned to quick answers on chat, right? So it's like, that's where they typically go first. So we do get access to the client's back end to be able to do order status, order tracking, you know, those types of things, updating information uh, for the team, if there's like a change that needs to happen. We don't actually edit orders or move money around, but we will do anything that is just kind of communicating information to the customer and we will set expectations on changes and money that needs needs to be moved based on working with your customer service team we'll set policies and stuff and so we'll have we'll have those discussions with customers set those expectations kick it off to your team to actually do the secure stuff that way the customer feels taken care of so there's a lot of overlap between what we do and what your actual customer service team does and i would say from a customer service perspective we're basically the front line and so people will come to us first and and then we'll, we'll handle a majority of things on our own, but we'll pass some stuff over to your team. But on the sales side, we're able to handle, you know, the vast majority of things completely on our own. Does that make sense? The kind of the mix of those two? I love it. So do, do you find or do brands find then that they actually get less customer service inquiries because you guys have handled some of those being on the site 24-7? Yeah, over, over time, we're able to bring that volume down for sure. There, there's basically two things that happen. Once you have the chat on the site, you're going to be engaging with a lot more people. And we can typically handle for pre-sale stuff, we can handle typically around 90%, 88 to 92% is kind of what we're at right now of all the questions that come up. So we'll handle all of them ourselves. The issue is that if you have a ton of traffic, then that you know, 8% that we're not able to get uh, to handle, they're going to turn into tickets for your team. So it doesn't always right out of the gate, bring down the volume. Sometimes it kind of normals uh, normalizes because we handle a lot of the customer service, but then there's some pre-sale stuff that normally wouldn't have come to you that does. But the key thing is we do so much of the pre-work. Like we, we have the customer info, we have what happened. What did UPS say if it's post-sale, right? Yeah. Where's the package? Send me a picture those types of things. And so that way it's super fast for your team to actually handle it. But yeah, over time, it brings the customer service volume down kind of around that like month three to four mark. That's where it starts to um, start to bring down the overall volume. But it's primarily a sales driver. I always tell people like primarily a conversion driver, primarily a sales driver. We'll also handle customer service, but it's not a replacement for your team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for making that differentiation. How do you guys get in and learn the company well enough to be able to perform a service like this? Yeah, that's, that's the most common question. And that's something that I knew at the beginning, because we did started this like five years ago, coming up on six years, actually, uh, this December, but every business is complex, right? But most people think like, oh, my, this is a cool service, but you know, my business is too complex, right? We built the process over the last five to six years with super complicated businesses. So like one of our first clients are still with us today was an industrial parts company that like, they basically sell parts for machines, like printing presses, and, like big machines. Yeah. 
that if you put the wrong part on there, like a hundred thousand dollar machine will catch on fire. <laughs> like it's, it's high stakes mm. stuff. And so we built our processes in that environment. And so basically what we do is we do a kickoff call to align with your core team on like, okay, here's how the process is going to go. Here's what we need. Here's what, here's how we're going to move through it. Then we do an intake process where basically you're going through our onboarding wizard, answering a good amount. It's probably like 50 multiple choice questions. So a lot of questions, but it's super efficient for you to go through that. Yeah. So you're giving us information about your policies and procedures and all that stuff. We get access to your help desk. So we get access to Gorgeous, Zendesk, whatever you're using. Cool. Pull all of that information in. So we pull it all in. Like we, we're, we do, let me put it like this. We don't ask you for a Google doc of like, what do you think somebody's going to ask us? Right. Mm. Uh, we pull in all this information you already have because you're, you've been talking to your customers already. Right. We also get uh, the interview process done with you in the onboarding wizard, pull all of that information in and then create a knowledge base that we review together and say, okay, let's, let's tweak this, tweak that. And then once we launch, you guys are reviewing chats super easily in our system, giving us feedback. When we refer somebody over to you for a question we can't handle, you guys will answer that, but then it'll BCC our system to be able to use that information to update the knowledge base. So, I mean, to tie it all together, it's a really, really data-driven process to learn any business. And that's really where we set apart in the market. There's other chat companies, but they're answering services. Like we are really focused on being able to get deep into the client's business, represent the brand well, and make the, the ROI. It's amazing. Before I ask the question I have to ask every podcast, can you let me know what sort of revenue minimum would it make sense for a brand to work with Helpflow? Yeah, the point where it starts to make sense is right around that 50K per month. So call it a half a million, 600 grand a year, somewhere around that. Okay, that's lower um, than I so was So an established thinking. store, real business. Yeah, um, obviously the results are bigger, you know, once you're a little bit bigger. But as long as your margins are healthy at that level, so 500, 600K and you're not selling drop ship t-shirts with like a you know 2% margin, yeah. then the numbers can work there as well. But that's kind of the threshold where I start to see it is about 50 to 60K a month. Awesome. John, I'm going to ask you the question I ask everybody, what is your secret to scaling? Secret to scaling for us um, has basically been to have our processes dialed in. So like that learning of the business, it's not like we looked at that in the early days and said, let's just kind of like, we'll figure it out as we go, right? Like there's a very methodical process of how we learn the business and we have processes across the entire brand, right? So like the whole customer experience when they launch, how we onboard, everything. That's one, processes have to be perfect because when you're at the scale we're at now, a small issue that happens on most clients turns into a huge problem and we're rapidly growing. So the process has to be perfect. And then the second part is the team. We've got an insanely good team that we focused on building through the years and we have a really good culture. And so when you, when you blend those two together, give really smart people a really good uh, system to work within and execute on top of, you can accomplish a ton of stuff. So it's really processes and people as cliche as that sounds. Yeah. It's cliche because it's true, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> yeah. lots of, lots of times I just, I, I had to just get that right. Totally. I had a call right before this with uh, a big brand uh, and we were chatting and they're like, ah, oh, like how in the world do you own all these brands and the agency and stuff? I'm like, I don't do any of it. The processes and the people do it all. Right. And we set the, you yep. know, as owners and, and I, I hate to even say the word the top because I, I don't like that look, but it's, it's all about vision, right? It's all about, about pointing the ship in the right direction and having people do that. John, you've got uh, something to give away to our audience. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, so so we talked about a whole bunch of stuff today and like kind of pieces of the live chat strategy. Uh, we put together a cart recovery guide that really focuses on what we've seen as the best way to just maximize cart recovery and, uh, you know, abandonment recovery essentially throughout the whole funnel, right? So like how to predict if somebody's going to abandon, how to engage on chat, what to do in checkout, when to do the SMSs, when to do the email, how to, you know, layer in conversations into all of that. And so we put that together. It's at helpflow.net slash mindful, helpflow.net net slash mindful. We put that together. Um, you can visit that link and download that, but that'll basically give you an actionable approach to implement the stuff that uh, that we've talked about. I always tell people, you know, you don't need to to work with us to apply this stuff, right? You just need somebody on chat as often as possible to implement these things. And you can definitely move the needle without a team like ours. But for people that are interested in diving in, um, we do strategy calls where we'll basically do an abandons audit of your whole funnel. We'll see where people abandon, why they abandon, how many people abandon, what you could uh, uh, save by basically getting some of these things in place. And again, like I mentioned earlier, what's the break even point on help flow is the sales going to be significantly higher, right? And then it turns into a no brainer. But even if we don't work together, people get a lot of value out of those calls. And, and, and we appreciate you doing them. Awesome. That's great. Well, John, I'm going to be taking one of those calls. And I'm not just saying that because we're still recording. So <laughs> guys, awesome. please awesome. go it's on record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the record. Exactly. Please go check out help flow. Let us know um, how your experience is. We always, um, you know, love to have incredible sponsors. And I've only ever heard good things about Helpflow. So John, thank you so much. And can people connect with you personally anywhere? Is there, there a good place for them to connect with you? Yeah, yeah. So I'm on uh, I'm on LinkedIn as well. So LinkedIn.com. Uh, username is John Tucker USA with uh, J-O-N. Uh, I know you're super active there. Um, and then you can also contact us through the site. That'll go to my team initially, but just let us know. Uh, let us know what you want to chat about and they'll escalate that up to me. The site is helpflow.com. Reach out at any any point and uh, stop by and say hi to our team uh, if you're so inclined. But we'd love to chat about how live chat might work for you guys and see see uh, what type of abandoned strategies could work to, to just save more of those sales that you're working so hard to drive to the site. Awesome. Thanks again so much for your time today, John. Thank you so much, Jordan. Take care. Hey, guys. One more thing before I go. Like I mentioned, this episode is sponsored by HelpFlow.com, the 24-7 live chat team that provides human agents to over 100 e-commerce stores. HelpFlow drives sales by predicting and saving abandons before they happen on your website and then engaging on chat. They also integrate into your email and SMS cart recovery efforts to turn those messages into fast live conversations so customers get answers to the questions that caused them to abandon. I mentioned that their onboarding process is extremely methodical to learn your business specifically. They've built this process over five plus years with complex industrial and medical parts companies so they can definitely learn your business. A recent comment in the Shopify Plus Facebook group from a client said that after working with so many agencies over 10 years, they've never experienced this easy of an onboarding process and high quality of a service. To learn more about how to drive more sales with a methodical approach to live chat, visit helpflow.com. Even if you don't end up working with them, you'll get a ton of value by going through the abandons audit process. Since they've worked with so many brands, visit helpflow.com today. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So 
If you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.